All right, you guys, we are live. We're live with uh, Miss Iana Capers. We're going to talk about um, entrepreneurship, and which is very important for me. I actually started my journey at 19 years old. Um, my first business was a clown business that blossomed to clown and balloon business, then retail stores, party retail stores. But, um, you know, I really feel like this country was built on entrepreneurs. And I, I believe that we all should at least strive to be um, uh, an entrepreneur for many reasons. And Ian and I are, are going to kind of talk about those things. But um, Iana, why don't you go ahead and kind of introduce yourself? Sure. Well, thank you for having me. It's, it's a pleasure to be able to join your podcast today, Greg. Um, so my name is Iana Capers, and um, I actually, I practiced law for about 14 years. And um, I also have three children, and I have a husband, Diedrich. And so I, like many of you have, I wear many hats. Um, and after this year of COVID um, and practicing law for so many years in a very robust and stressful uh, career, um, I decided that I wanted to spend more time with my family and more time creating legacy so that future generations wouldn't have to grind like I did for so long. Um, and so I transitioned from my legal career at the end of 2020 and joined BRS, Bennett Realty Solutions, in January. And um, today actually marks barely five months with the, uh, with the brokerage. And today also marks, um, I've earned, well, I've sold $3 million Actually, $4 million, I miscalculated, it's $4 million worth of homes as of today. So entrepreneurship, it definitely is my story. And it, it, it has worked for me and it's working for me now. And um, I'm grateful for the opportunity to share more with you. And so what, what do you see as kind of some of the uh, main differences? I, I, I feel as though um, everybody, everybody wants to be their own boss. They want to fire their boss. They want unlimited earning potential, um, but then also they want to be in full control of their financial destiny in their lives. I, I feel like everybody wants that. Um, well, are those some of the reasons why you decided to, um, you know, kind of quit your legal um, your legal position and, and come over to the other side and, and be a full time entrepreneur? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I've any of you gotten the call from my employer to say, you know, we're going in a different direction or, you know, our clients aren't paying us like they used to. And so we're going to have to let you go. Like I've been laid off twice. Um, one of those times I had just come off of maternity leave with my twins. It was horrible, horrible. And I'm sure many of you know what that feels like. And it's not a good feeling to know that someone else is going to dictate whether you can feed your children. Right. Like that, is, that is powerful that someone has that much power and control over what your children eat and where they live and whether you can help your mom and whether you can, you know, buy your husband a nice birthday gift. Like that's, that's too much power. And I didn't want that anymore for me or my family. And so I made a decision to take a risk and to go full-time into real estate. And it's been amazing because the money that I make now compared to what I made before is so different. You know, I would work a full 40-hour month 
to make $10,000. Now, it's the equivalent of two days to make the same amount. It's incredible. And so my time is way more valuable now. My time, I get to choose what I do. So I get to time block my day so that I can block in critical time to have with my husband, with my kids, with my higher power, and also, of course, my clients and my business. But I have more control over my time. And that's the big difference as well. And so um, many of us in the, in the real estate industry, a lot of, a lot of my agents, um, all of my full-time agents have once had to make that big leap of faith and, and to do uh, real estate full-time. But many other people, you know, choose other industries to go go to. Um, there's, there's always a breaking point. Um, and so your breaking point was, you know, your, your, your employer trying to, you know, kind of dictating your life. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I remember my, so my story was I was in IT coming out of college. I have a degree in computer science and I was a computer programmer. And I felt like at the time I was very good at it at, at a really young age. I had top secret clearances. Um, at the time I was on a contract with this company called TRW where um, we worked, we had a contract with the Air Force. And I remember, and I tell this story all the time, I, I remember um, one evening, uh, me and my boss at the time, my, my immediate supervisor, we were working on a, on a program that took us after hours. And it, and it had to be ready by the next morning. And so it began to be six o'clock, then nine o'clock, then 10 o'clock, and then we started working all through the night. We looked up, it was six o'clock in the morning. We finally finished. Um, didn't make sense for us to go home. We had to present it to um, our, our big boss at 8, 8.30. So we just stayed all night and we gave him the, the, the program and everything worked well. There was no bonus. There was no certificate. There was no nothing. And so I made a decision at that point, you know, I was already kind of a part-time entrepreneur, um, but I made a decision. I was like, I'm not doing this. Mm -hmm. like, and so at that moment, it was, an, it was an epiphany moment for me. I said, within six months, I'm going to go full-time entrepreneur. And, and I did. Um, and I haven't looked back. Um, was it scary in the beginning? It was. But I said to myself, if I ever work a 24 hour shift, it's going to be for myself. Right. And I'm going to have unlimited earning potential. I knew that at the beginning of that year, no matter how hard I work, by the end of that year, I was going to make whatever my salary called for. And back then, my salary was like $40,000, which at the time was a lot of money. That was many years ago. But I said, if I'm going to work, Mm -hmm. that hard, it's going to be for me. Right. And I'm going to bet on myself that I can do this and I'm not going to fail myself. If I've got to work, I've, I've proven to myself that I can work a 24 hour shift if I have to. And sometimes I do now or I'll wake up in the middle of the night because I've got so much on my mind that I want to do. And I'm so excited. Um, but um, one of the main reasons to be an entrepreneur is the unlimited earning potential um, to be your own boss. Like I said, most people want to fire their own boss. Um, but then also what I love about it is, and we, we've chosen in real estate and Ian is also a real estate investor. 
um, you get to create value for others. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is we get to sell houses um, to people. And this is the biggest purchase of their lives. So we provide a great value while at the same time accomplishing our own financial goals. And so and so it's very rewarding what we do and what really other entrepreneurs do. We're providing value um, to people. And so, Iana, speak a little bit to that, how rewarding it is. Iana actually had a summit today. Like she just closed with a family probably about an hour ago. Um, how rewarding is that to, to um, provide services to others, but then at the same time, accomplishing your own financial goals for your family? Yeah, it's it's amazing. Truly, not truly amazing getting to help so many people. I mean, every client that I have, I bond with them. I mean, I, I truly want to get to know them. I ask them, you know, why do you want to buy a house? Why now? You know, what do you what do you want? What do you see for yourself when you get this home? And what kind of life do you want to live in this home? And so I start to connect with the client and get to understand them and know them. And so I lead them on this journey. And it's amazing getting to see at the end, get the reward of them finding the home that meets their needs from a financial perspective, from a logistics perspective. Um, it, it's amazing. I mean, the client I just closed with this morning, um, he's actually a police officer, a Washington, D.C. cop. And he moved here recently from New York, became a cop in D.C. and wanted to purchase a new home away from the city, but still close to the city. Um, and he's we decided to to look at properties all throughout, you know, PG County that allowed him to be close to the city, of course. And when we found this particular home, I highlighted the the, the value that it had. Not only is it close to the city, but it had a fully a fully updated basement. And I was like, this is rental. This is a rental. And I found out how much you could rent for. It was about seventeen or eighteen hundred dollars for this rental because it's it's gorgeous and it has access to a backyard. And so I told him, I was like, imagine, you know, having a $2,000 mortgage and having a rental that's covering the majority of it. And he saw, he, he saw that power and he, and he bought it, he bought into it and he, and he realized that, wow, I could actually start, you know, to reap some benefits in this property besides living in it. And so that's the option he went with. And today we close and, you know, his mortgage is $2,100 and he's going to have this rental downstairs. His own, he will only be responsible for three or $400 a month. It's amazing. And so what did he tell me at the table? He's like, I want to buy another one. And I said, Absolutely. let's do it. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, so that's the reward getting to help people get to introduce them to real estate investing and how powerful it is for their own families. And of course the reward for me is, you know, being able to, you know, earn an income that can support my family and help me to buy investment properties as well so that my legacy will have that moving forward. And so speaking of legacy, um, I, I, I'm part of, part of my journey is, you know, I just have one, one daughter. Um, and so it's kind of building a lifestyle, building a legacy for her. And I'm, I'm really serious about that. I'm passionate about that. Everything that I do, you know, I, I know that it's for the next generation and then the generation after that. And so being an entrepreneur, you're building, you're building something that you can either pass on to the next generation or you're building something that you can then sell. And then those assets are passed, you know, to the next generation. And that's just the beauty of um, building a legacy and building um, generational wealth. 
And that's part of being an entrepreneur. And you should always have your eyes set on that. And especially in our in our community, we don't let we don't leave um, a legacy. We don't build generational wealth. Being an entrepreneur is, you know, kind of helps, you know, in, in that fashion. And so how, how important has that been for you? You have three children. You actually have three young children. Mm-hmm. And so it's just wonderful for you to kind of start off now mm-hmm. with that eye in mind. I mean, you still have to go through school and college and, and all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but but having the opportunity to leave a legacy um, has to be rewarding for you. It's it absolutely is. And so we're definitely working to, to create a legacy for, for our children so that they they have the wealth, they have the power, but most important, they have the knowledge. And so even now, my oldest is six and my twins are five, but we go driving for dollars on a weekly basis or bi-weekly basis. And when we do that, they get to point at the houses that are old, that have garbage in the front, that look dilapidated. And they're learning that this is what mommy does. And this is what they're going to do because they all are going to do it in some capacity. And so they, they like that driving for dollars. But they also like the I have one of my younger son is five, but he's a builder and he absolutely has an engineer builder mind. He builds amazing Lego sets together. And so we take I take him to Home Depot and we look at the different tools. You look at the different things around Home Depot. So I'm just continually fostering and building um, his mind and his mindset and and encouraging him to, to move forward so that real estate is always a part of, um, of their lives. Um, so again, it's, it's about legacy, but it's about the wealth, but it's also about the knowledge, passing that down so that they're always empowered to make their own money as they grow older. And so as an entrepreneur, <clears throat> It's, it's always great to, to do something you love. And when you're doing something that you love, it doesn't seem like work. And for me, people often make the comments to me that I'm, you know, you're a workaholic or you're working too hard. And in my mind, it's like, they just don't understand. Like, this is not work. Mm-hmm. You know, we come up with challenges, you know, um, it's not easy. But um, it's just so rewarding that it just doesn't seem like work. I happen to love real estate and seven days a week, I could look at properties, I could renovate properties, I could sell properties, gives me an opportunity to bond with people. Um, Real estate kind of itself, are you passionate about that? And does it seem like it's work? Absolutely. You know, when I was a little girl, Growing up in Jersey City, New Jersey, my parents owned a real estate business. My dad was a realtor. So I saw him going to see houses. I saw him, you know, um, buying properties and renovating them from a young age. However, I decided to become an attorney. And so I went in a different field in my life um, for my own personal career. And I loved it. I'm glad that I did it because it it gives me the skills to be an even better realtor now. Um, But I think it's absolutely where I'm supposed to be. Like, this is where I'm supposed to be right now. Like there was a reason why I became a lawyer and there's a reason why I I joined your group as to be an investor several years ago. All of those pieces brought me to where I am today and gives me the insight and the skills to best serve my clients. It's been an amazing journey and I don't regret any piece of it. And I think everyone has their own journey um, that prepares them for life. But for sure, the pieces of my le- my journey have prepared me very well for where I am today, and um, I'm grateful for them. 
And a good thing for you is the best is yet to come. You're just getting started. I mean, you're just really getting started with your, you know, entrepreneurial journey. Yes. And you, you, you are right. Like the Thank best you. is yet to come. And I've seen people kind of start where you're starting. Uh, I remember when I started, <clears throat> you know, and kind of look, look at us now. And so the best is yet to come. I, I do want you guys to know that are listening that you don't, you can start off your journey as an entrepreneur part-time. And I, I started part-time. <clears throat> And so I, I, what I do see, especially with my real estate agents and, and my investors, is they start off part time. Um, they start building their business the right way. They start making money. They start saving their money. They, they put away, you know, um, <laughs> so, so uh, D- Dietrich just gave you a, a shout out, uh, him and the kids. That's cute. That's cute. <laughs> um um, so they, they put away money, maybe, um, you know, six months expenses, and then they bet on themselves. So I want you guys to know kind of number one, that you can do it, um, start off part time and then go full time. You guys can do it. Um, you just have to have it in your mindset. I also want you to know that being an entrepreneur, um, it, there's really no educational requirements for it. Um Iana is an attorney. Um, I do have a, you know, a degree, but some of the best entre- entrepreneurs that I, I have seen, some of them, they don't even have a degree. So that's not a requirement. And Absolutely. so how, how did you feel about that? You kind of being an attorney, um, being in an industry that doesn't require those types of credentials. For me, it's great. I love, I mean, I get to work with so many different people with different backgrounds. I'm on the Catlett team, as you know, which is an amazing team here with BRS. And we have awesome guys and ladies on our team. You know, Catlett and Mike and Aaron, they're actually former firefighters. Uh, we have other people who are working part-time job, part-time realtor job, but they're also working their main job. So, and we're actually expanding cur- currently. But you don't have to be a lawyer to be a realtor. You don't have to have a degree to be a realtor. You have to have passion. You have to have commitment. You have to work hard and that's it. And if you can work hard and if you want to create legacy for your family, I definitely encourage people to, to give it a try, give it a try. You'd be surprised how awesome it is. And one of the things that I did when I, when I first joined BRS, I was able to join a team and a team gives you so much support. It gives you gives you guidance. It gives you resources. It allows you to have people who truly want to help you um, to do better and truly want to help you to, to be a strong and successful realtor. So that's an option, too. And so um, with, with, with being an entrepreneur, it's really allowed me to dream and um, to be creative. And so I, I feel like, um, you know, my business or my businesses has allowed my creative side to come out and and really try to figure out, you know, what are some of the best practices of running my business? How much value or what's my value proposition to my agents? And so that, um, you know, we can recruit the best agents, we can retain the best agents, you know, all all of those types of things um, allows me to do those things because I'm an entrepreneur Whereas I would have to conform with the with the company that I was with and really couldn't bring out my creative side um, if I worked for somebody. Right. Um, when you were working for corporate America, did you feel stifled on, on what you could do and what you couldn't do? 
I mean, in my last role, I was a chief compliance officer for a large health insurance company. So I, I had a lot of freedom to do things. However, I always had to ensure that the board of directors were okay with it. I had to confer with the, the, the CEO on a daily basis to make sure that I was in line with his mission for the company. So while I had freedom, there was it was not my show. <laughs> I definitely had to ensure that I was in alliance with what was the direction of the most senior leadership for the company. Um, but again, now as an entrepreneur, I mean, I, I've created various tools that I use for my clients. Um, I, I have a, an ongoing list of best practices that, you know, when I learn a lesson from an experience with a client or with a title company or with a lender, I, I notate it and I explain it so that I can learn it moving forward. Um, and so I can teach others moving forward how to avoid certain pitfalls. Um, so again, as an entrepreneur, you get to identify best practices, implement them, and you see how it then improves your business moving forward. And so it's a great freedom to have. And I, I also think part of the freedom, I, I did a little bit of um, homework uh, preparing for, for this talk. And one thing that I read, which is just so true, that entrepreneurs are happier and healthier um, within their lives because they do have the freedom. Like I get up at five o'clock every morning. Um, I try to eat healthy. I exercise. I was telling you earlier that um, I generally walk five miles every day, but today I walked three miles and, um, you know, lifted weights in the gym. But I just, with, with your own spirit, we, we have um, one of my agents who was working full time, hated her job, hated the boss. Um, she had to commute an hour each way. And every day she would say, enough is enough. Mm -hmm. Enough is enough. She started actually wholesaling real estate, selling real estate. She's also into yoga. So she teaches hot yoga. She went into to her, her job one day and, and quit, fired her boss. She hasn't looked back. Um, two summers ago, before COVID, she took 30 days and, and traveled the Middle East. Wow. She's happier. She's healthier. She's doing her yoga thing. And being an entrepreneur, but no, no mistakes, though, you, you do have to work and, and sometimes you have to work long hours, but the time is yours and you reap the benefits of being an, an entrepreneur. Um, but I think more importantly, it gives you that time, that, that time to to um, spend with loved ones, to really do what you need to do. Um, how what what has the time? Um, especially in this COVID environment, what, what has time meant for you and your family? Absolutely. Time has meant mental health. <laughs> it, it, it has improved my level of sanity. You know, you're busy with work and kids and COVID and spouse and in-laws and all the responsibilities of life. It can be taxing. And so now that I have more time, I allow myself, you know, at least an hour to kind of do something I want to do every day. So whether it's riding a bike or watching TV or something that I just want to do, it might just be sitting on my deck playing with my kids, but it brings me joy that I have the freedom now to, to do that. Um, it also gives me more financial freedom. So there's less stress about, you know, am I saving enough for my kids? Am I saving enough so that my husband and I can retire while we're young? You know what I mean? So it, it's it's powerful. It is. And I urge anyone, if you're considering entrepreneurship, um, do it. it. It it will make you happy. It will give you freedom. It would allow you to have those more calls with your family, more time spent with your, your, your friends. Um, 
And it just, it's a feeling of satisfaction to know that, you know, what I do today is going to, it's going to impact, you know, my children and their children, and it's going to make their lives better. And so if you're considering it, I, I urge you to do it, do it smart. You know, you don't want to quit your job and have no savings, but ma make a plan to do it within the year. And, and start part-time like I did start part-time like Iana did, like many of us did start part-time. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> also, I, I want to talk about um, what are some of the best businesses and, and kind of business models. And, and so as I've actually studied this over the years, um, in my opinion, the best business models for entrepreneurs are, are those where you're providing a service, where you're selling something, mm -hmm. where you don't have, you have little to no inventory. So as real estate agents, we don't buy inventory and then sell. When I was a young entrepreneur in my early 20s to mid 20s, I had a party supply store that um, kind of went along with my, you know, my balloon and clown business. So the next, you know, I'm, I'm always trying to think bigger. So I put up a couple party supply stores and I was just kind of riddled with having to keep up with inventory or I'd buy the wrong things and nobody was, um, you know, I couldn't sell them and I was stuck with that inventory. It's just a, a lot easier now not having inventory. Our inventory is houses, but we don't actually own the houses, you know, the homeowners do. And so we're not dealing with inventory. Uh, we're providing that service. And so um, the service oriented businesses where you're doing a lot of sales where the, where the sky's the limit, where you can um, also build a business um, and get overrides um, from that business. So, so I, I own the real estate brokerage. And so I get a little piece of everything my real estate agents do mm -hmm. um, in the insurance industry. Uh, you can actually hire agents to work under you and you get an override. Mm -hmm. And so those are really the type of businesses that work best. Yeah. Um, and then also businesses where you can get passive income, income that keeps coming in uh, from doing work one time. In, in my opinion, those are the best businesses to have. Um, you don't want to deal with a lot of inventory. Yeah. And so um, like, and, and, and I don't want to scrutinize or criticize any other industries but um, when you can sell and you can sell something where you don't have lots of um, inventory, those are the best. So, mm -hmm. and so I, you know, as you know, we recently started a title company, no inventory. We started mortgage, um, you know, no, no inventory. So we're not worrying about that. We're just worried about the best practices. Right. And for, for, for those reasons, is that part of the reason why you actually got into real estate? That's definitely an, an added benefit. Um, you know, I just I don't want to be carrying a, a vacuum cleaner in my trunk or T-shirts and, you know, to, to manage that inventory. That would not be something I'd be into. Many years ago when I was in college, I worked for um, Cutco over the summer and we sold knives and uh, it was fun. Great job to learn you know, how to deal with clients. Um, but, you know, you do have to manage the, the set of knives that you're using as to demonstrate and um, you do have boxes. <laughs> it's it's a level of responsibility that you know, comes with that um, in managing the inventory. Um, and so for me, real estate is, it's just ideal. It, it makes sense. Um, you know, I'm selling in essence myself. I'm, I'm selling how I'm gonna be of service to you for this whole journey. 
Um, I am your advocate. I'm your advisor. I'm your friend. We're going to we're going to get this done together. And I also have a network of amazing businesses that will support you as well. So I have a title company that's affiliated with my brokerage. You know, we have preferred lenders. We have um, an amazing inspection company that we use and we have a great cleaning service that we also recommend. So I, I bring a full package. Um, and so that's how I distinguish myself um, in the industry. Um, and then I just connect with people. And so that's, you know, when you become a realtor, you decide, you know, what's going to be your thing? What's, what are you going to be known for? And so for me, I just, I connect with them on a human level and I try to be their advisor during the entire process and, and, and navigate it for them. And so we, we recommend, we definitely recommend everyone, um, if, if possible, to be your own boss, to be an entrepreneur, start off part-time. Um, we do have a comic. Dietrich is saying no limitations on earnings from services provided as is a big advantage over traditional corporate work. And it's just true. Mm -hmm. And so corporate work, working nine to five, in my opinion, that definition is overwork and underpaid. And you have to be underpaid in order for the businesses to make money. You have to be underpaid. You want to put yourself starting part time, but then hopefully full time in a position where the sky's the limit. All the work you put in, you know, there's a direct result of a financial result of that work. And so that's the position you want to, to, to put yourself in. Also, as it relates to really starting the business, pick something that you like. Mm -hmm. Or at the very least, you guys pick something that's going to make a lot of money. Some of you guys may be saying, <clears throat> um, well, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know what business to go into. I'm really not passionate about anything, which is fine. Um, but pick an industry where you're going to make a lot of money, where you can sell something, where you don't have um, inventory. And so that's why a lot of people choose real estate. A lot of people actually um, I'm studying the insurance industry, a lot of people are studying that. You don't have to be passionate about it, but um, be in an industry where you can really help others. Yeah. Um, and so that's why real estate, um, insurance, mortgage, a lot of those types of businesses are, are so wonderful because you can help others. You can provide a great service. You can change lives. And at the same time, like I said earlier, you know, really provide well and leave a legacy for your family, but you've got to get started. Right. And it should be an industry that's sustainable. So as we have learned, you know, nothing is certain, but one thing that is certain, you're always going to need a house. People will need somewhere to live. Um, so that's why real estate tends to be, you know, the more popular uh, industry that we want to go to because it doesn't matter who is in the White House. It doesn't matter, you know, what pandemic is going through. You know, it doesn't matter what the economy is. You know, everyone needs a place to live. Um, so everyone needs to rent somewhere, sell somewhere, or buy somewhere to live. And so that's why real estate tends to be um, one of the best um, industries. But think about that as you're choosing, you know, whatever industry you want to go to as an entrepreneur. You know, is this something that is sustainable through pandemics, through, you Recessions. know, recessions, White House changes. Think about that. And so that's what makes it. And we see that now because, um, well, I saw it, you know, in 2008, 2009, when we went through a recession, we're going through a pandemic now. And I will tell you guys, if you don't already know, the real estate industry is as hot as it's ever been. Like um, between 2000, 
2001 and 2006, it was extremely hot. So I call that the real estate heyday. Mm -hmm. It's hotter now. I mean, we're in, in Iana can, in a can attest to this. Um, she's taking her buyers out. Um, they, she finds them a home that they love. The house has 10 offers, 15 offers, 20 offers. Yes. Um, and so in, in many, in many cases, real estate in the real estate industry, financial services industry is recession proof. I mean, you're, you're going to make money all throughout. It doesn't mean that you, sh you shouldn't save your money because there's ebbs and flows um, in real estate and in financial services. Mm -hmm. um, you need to also invest as well as, as you go prepare for the future, but choose something that's, as Iana is saying, like, like is re recession proof that can get through any types of market changes, things like that. And so um, Iana, as we kind of wind down, I, I promised you 30 minutes and we we're over that. <laughs> Uh, as we wind down, what, what does the future look for you? Where, where would you like to see yourself in, in the near future? The future is bright. The future definitely will hold um, more joy, more family time, um, an amazing pipeline of business, um, more satisfied clients. I want a lot more listings. Um, I definitely want to continue. You know, I'm on the Catlet team currently. And I'm, I have the honor of getting to train and coach people now. Um, and so continuing to do that, continuing to coach people so that they will also be able to build, you know, wealth for their families and truly understand the business and, and use some of the best practices that I've been um, successful in so far. So I just look forward to continuing to, to work hard, um, to work smart, to, to make clients, you know, happy, to find them the homes they need. Um, continue to build legacy and most important to use the profit that I'm making to be able to buy investment properties um, so that that money will continue to work. Like it's, you know, as an entrepreneur, when you get checks, multiple checks, you know, you're like, oh, that Louis Vuitton bag looks really nice. Or, you know, those news, you know, shoes look great and that you get a one or two. But, you know, the majority of the money has to go to making true legacy. So with investment properties. And so that's what I'm excited for is to start buying, you know, multifamilies and get them, you know, rented and, and continue to build so that I can have a large portfolio. I always hear you say, you know, you want to have a thousand doors, I think. Um, and that's what I want to. Absolutely. And so I'm excited for that. And so all, what, what comes along with that, though, is um, sacrifice. So you've got to make sacrifice. You still have to live below your means. I do see a lot of entrepreneurs spending all the money that they make. You're, you're, you're not going to be able to grow. You're not going to be able to scale your business the way you should um, because you're spending all of your money. Mm -hmm. And as an entrepreneur, you just can't do that because you just never know, you know what tomorrow brings. It's like a hustle. Like for me, for all these years, I've been running scared. But because I'm running scared, I'm highly motivated every single day. I can't wait to get up and attack that day. And just take a little baby step towards my goals, all of my goals. And so, um, you know, you, you've got to kind of be mindful, work on your credit to build, to build, um, you know, wealth so that you can borrow money to get get those, you know, multifamily properties. One other thing I failed to mention is the advent of the Internet um, has um, we, we have lots of millionaires now. 
because the internet and an internet business and sometimes selling your intellectual um, property, um, because it's no inventory, because you can reach a, a wide um, um, market of people and you can target who you're marketing to, um, internet businesses um, are really prevalent now and you can make a lot, you know, a lot of money. I have a, a coaching business mm -hmm. that I sell via the internet. And I'm, tr I'm trying to get more and more of my agents and colleagues to really sell on the internet because you can reach more people. It's, it's a lot more inexpensive than uh, marketing yourself mm -hmm. on radio and TV and things like that. So internet businesses um, are, are really good. And so um, what, one last question I have for you, and this is a tough one, Eon. This is a tough question for you. And so um, having experienced what you've experienced these years in your life, um, what, what do you say to one that um, wants, wants to get not only their bachelor's degree, but maybe a master's degree, um, maybe a law degree, um, what do you say to one, someone that wants to do that um, and have those types of student loans as opposed to being, in, being um, a full-time entrepreneur? <laughs> so, yes, I have all of those. I have a bachelor's, I have an MBA, and I have a JD. Oh, I, I didn't know that. And I also have a $1,200 monthly school loan. <laughs> okay. So, it's, it's I mean... I'm grateful for the degrees I have because they've prepared me to to be articulate, to be you know confident, to be smart, and to to be able to be effective in my job as a realtor. However, I would rather not have that large loan debt. It's huge. It impacts everything. It impacts how much you can buy, how much you can. It impacts your credit score. It impacts a lot. Right? How you and, live? Yes. So you know, I would tell someone to true to have a I would have a conversation with that person and kind of you know weigh the pros and the cons. Um I wouldn't discourage them from going to school, but I would say, you know, I would want to have a conversation with them if it's a one-on-one -on -one talk to, to find out, you know, why they want to go to school. But if they're just going to school to be to be a lawyer or to, to get an MBA, you know, to get you know a corporate job, I'd say no. Um, if they were going to school to learn, you know, how to run a business um, or they were learning, you know, how to write good contracts, that's fine. Um, but I would tell them, go to in-state school, you know, um, you know, work, maybe get your real estate license and, you know, go to school. I, I would not put all my eggs in that basket ever again um, because I've been let, let go, you know, from, you know, the big corporate job because, you know, we have a new administration and, you know, healthcare is no longer a priority in this country. So, you know, I've, I've, I've dealt with that and I wouldn't want anyone to deal with it again. Um, I, if I could do it over again, I still would have gone to school um, to become a lawyer and to get an MBA. Um, but I would have made, maybe gone to maybe a different school or, or been able to pay off, you know, the school um, tuition before um, moving forward in my, in my life, because it's, having school debt is huge. It's, I know many people have it. Um, and it's a, it impacts a lot of what you can do in life. So it's a big decision that needs to be taken, um, very seriously. Yeah. My, my daughter just graduated from, uh, Hampton university. She started off in a five year MBA program. And probably after the first year, she said, daddy, you know what? 
Um, I, I don't know that I need an MBA. I'm going to kind of follow your footsteps. I want to be a full-time investor. She's actually closing on her first property next week. Um, and kind of inside, and make too much of a comment, but inside, I'm like, yes, Lord. <laughs> I don't have to pay for an extra year because, you know, I would flip a property or wholesale a property and, and you know, and pay for a semester so that when she graduated, she didn't have any, you know, student debt, mm-hmm. any student loans. But she kind of realized that, you know, maybe I don't need this MBA. It's not to say that for those of you guys are listening, not to get your your college degree, because I think Mm -hmm. you should not to get an MBA, but just kind of be mindful of, you know, that debt that you're incurring, knowing that you might not even need, you know, that that master's degree, uh, especially if you're going to um, be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, most of my learning, I, I have a four-year degree, but most of the learning that I've done or, or have had was after college and reading books. And so I just started reading books after college and I just learned, you know, one of the best uh, business books that I ever read was called The E-Myth by mm-hmm. Michael Gerber. And then I've kind of specialized in certain things and read books about real estate and and I, and I read about other entrepreneurs, autobiographies and, and things like that. That's how I really learned. And that's how I really learned how to be an entrepreneur. And, and even now, as I'm researching, you know, other things that I want to get into, you know, I'm looking at I find myself looking at podcasts, YouTube videos. Of course, none of those were yeah. you know, available back then. But you can get your education that way mm-hmm. you know, on your own. You know, we, we have uh, RIA meetings, real estate investment meetings. We have meetups. You can go and network with people. And so networking and all that um, is part of your education. And so, Iana, as we as we close it down, what type of advice would you give people that are looking to um, be an entrepreneur? I absolutely would encourage it. I would say, you know, get a piece of paper and write down the pros and cons of your job and then write the pros and cons of entrepreneurship. And if you don't if you don't know what they are, have a conversation with an entrepreneur. Um, call me. Um, it's amazing. It, for me, it's an absolute win. Like I felt, I feel like becoming an entrepreneur. I gave myself the greatest gift. Like I turned forty this year, and it was the greatest gift that I gave myself. Being able to control how much I make, control how much time I have for myself and my family. I wish I did it sooner, but I didn't. But it's okay. I'm grateful for for doing it when I did. And I would encourage everyone to consider it. Consider, you know, when you can take that leap um, into being an entrepreneur in whatever industry you choose, because um, it's it's so powerful. It, it, it I am I like Greg mentioned. I am happier. I feel better, um, and I'm able to impact so many lives in what I do on a daily basis. And so it's been great to me. Thank you for that. And just kind of to piggyback on what she said, I totally agree with everything. Make it easy for yourself. Choose an industry where there's proven models. Mm-hmm. Pick an industry where there's uh, role models and mentors that you can reach out and touch. And so, honestly, that that's kind of what I did. Some of my role models, I, I kind of followed them and never I've never met them. But there's lots of role models out here, and people want to believe it or not give the give you the information. And most of them will not even charge you. They want to give back. They want to get their blessings by blessing you. And so we don't reinvent the wheel. If you want to get into real estate, tons of models. 
you want to get into the mortgage industry, tons of models. Like even like the internet marketing business, what we call the information marketing industry, tons of models out here that you can follow. Even if you can't reach out and touch them, you can follow them now because of the internet. Make it easy for yourself. Yeah. Um, choose proven models that have worked. Learn everything you can about what they've done. Sometimes put up, put your own little spin on it and then go for it. And so you have to go for it. You can't sit idly by and do nothing. You want to live up to your fullest potential. For most of you guys, you're not going to live up to your fullest potential working for somebody else. You're going to help them live up to their fullest potential. But it's not about them. It's about self-preservation. It's all about you. And it's all about your family and building generational wealth and leaving a legacy. That's that's what it's all about. Sometimes you, you just have to be selfish mm -hmm. and know that it's about you. Everything I do is family and, you know, making sure that I leave a legacy. And so that's what we're all about. Um, how do how do they reach out and touch you, Iana? Sure. People can check me out on Facebook, Iana Capers. That's I-A-N-A. -A, and my last name is Capers, C-A-P-E-R-S. Or on Instagram, Iana underscore Capers underscore Realtor. Great. And uh, let's see if this banner will come up. Uh, my Instagram. There we go. So my Instagram is uh, Greg Bennett Invest. You can also um, follow me on my YouTube channel, um, Gregory Bennett. Um, but follow us. Follow Iana. She's doing wonderful things. Um, and she's a shining example of what entrepreneur entrepreneurship is all about. She's just a, a, a shining example of what that's all about. Um, go for it, you guys. You've got to go for it. Do something in your life that um, you, you will never, ever regret. You'll never, ever regret. Oftentimes, people die with lots of regret. Even if you um, don't succeed, at least you know in your mind and in your heart that you tried. But let's go for it. Let's try. Let's bet on ourselves. If you've got to pull a 24 hour work day like I did, you know, working for TRW, working for somebody else, do it for yourself. But let's go. Let's be great. Let's let's have that motivation. Know what that motivation is. Know what your big why is. And let's be great. Let's live up to our fullest potential. All right, Iana. Great job. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you so Greg. Much. Take Thank you. Oh, oh, you're welcome. You're so welcome. All right, you guys, have a great day. Take care. Um, let's put up Iana's, uh, her, her husband's on here, just kind of looking out for her. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to support her. Let's go. All right. All right, Iana, you. Realty. All right, you guys, take care. God bless. And we'll talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your day. Take care. Thank you.